Hi, I'm Nigel Campbell, editor of Jazz in the Islands magazine, with another episode of Island Jazz Chat, a podcast featuring conversations with Caribbean jazz and pan jazz musicians based in the islands and the diaspora. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Island Jazz Chat. Tonight, I have the pleasure of speaking to a person who is actually the top guitarist in Trinidad Bailey, top jazz guitarist by popular acclamation, Mr. Teron Shaw. humble guy and trust me audience i could see him and <laughs> he's denying this but trust me it's a popular intention welcome terry how are you yeah i'm very well thank you today yeah today yeah um i know i understand well i understand i know you're very um laid back in a sense that this kind of high praises and accolades is something that takes you away and you kind of look back away and that kind of philosophy is it's good to be a humble musician but say what I think critically, Fernand Tobago and the rest of the world needs to know who you are. So, Terry, tell us a story now. How did you get into this, this music business? Um, okay, so the story goes like this. Um, I basically, thanks for having me in, in this podcast, podcast series. series. Mm-hmm. I started through, um, I have a, a first cousin of mine, and he... He used to come around to the house, to my grandmother's house. And he, I didn't realize he lived in Pity Valley then, where I live now, which is just a, a strange coincidence. But he would come around and he, I had this plastic guitar that my mother had bought. It was like a plastic thing with some, uh, with some plaster strings, I remember. Is that a ukulele? And, no, it was like a, a, a toy guitar. Maybe a, it had, four strings or I don't know what strings it had in it but probably about four not six okay got you and I remember I used to play around with it and I remember the day he came and I don't know what the hell he did and he made this thing sound like a real instrument and I mm. kind of freaked out you know and I think that kind of sparked my interest in in wanting to I think my mother probably realized early on that you know I, I wanted to, to delve into to something a little different you know because nobody in my immediate family plays music. I have uh, my mother's, one of my mother's cousins played violin eons ago, and that's about it. And besides my, my other first cousin who kind of dabbled in, in, you know, in, in playing around with music. But so it was kind of, it's kind of a left field for me to, 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 have, to show that interest. And that's how I started basically. So it was probably around, I don't know, before 10 for sure. I was still in yeah. school. So. It's a, that's a kind of similar story. I don't know if you heard this story about Quincy Jones. He was a kind of wild kid and thing. And he went into this room and he just touched a piano. And he said, that was it. Once he touched that piano, he <laughs> just said, okay, this is the career I want. So the idea of having this kind of quote-unquote primitive instrument is what started you in the kind of business and thing. So when you're going up through school, this happened before you were 10. 
But when yeah. you're going through school, high school, were you practicing, playing music? What was that life? What was life as a teenager playing music? Um, if you okay, so I in primary school, um, I played recorder. Uh, apparently, I went to, not app- apparently because I remember people talk about it now, I went to, to a music festival with a teacher called Miss James. I went to Eastern Boys, Eastern Boys Government School on George Street. Mm-hmm. And we went to a music festival and you know, I don't remember the details, but one of my friends, you know, you always talk about that. And um, in high school, secondary school, I went to St. James Secondary School. Interestingly, some of my, some of my musical, musical peers were the deceased Ryan Romani, who mm-hmm. was ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, Elon Villafana, guitar player. Guitar player, based in New yeah, Orleans we, now. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I kind of was like, you know, those guys were like hands off, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> away from me. And um, Russell Durity, Russell Durity was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were mm-hmm. all, um, you know, we, there was a small community. Um, uh, you know, I, I played around a lot. I mean, people remember me in school you know, as, mm-hmm. you know, I was playing, you know, playing stuff, you know. Um, I, I do fine art, I do painting too and, and art. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the other side of me that people, People, no, people know me as that. No man, people don't. They just don't. You know, so. They know now. <laughs> well, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's just that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So Saint James Sec, Russell Jewel, T. Rand, Romani. I mm-hmm. could also tell you that Destra Gasse was at Saint James Sec. I'm assuming wow, after you. I would have been right? after me. Yeah, yeah, but um, so it has a, a, a nice um, uh, alumni yes. alumni Somebody group. Else. Um, I um, what's his name? Peter Blood went to St. James, so okay. he was before my time. He's yeah, probably one of the first batch and thing, yeah. But, yeah. um, a, num- a number of musicians locally, as in Trinidad and Tobago, mm-hmm. of course, they started their career as it says in high school. You said you you had your inspiration as a kid and you mm-hmm. played around in um, played in around. school and thing. But you ever had a band, a kind of formal band, any kind of professional no, gig at uh, that point? No, I used to play with um, Russell and I played with uh. For well, he played with them longer than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, after school, after secondary school, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a pretty good friend of mine. He still is. We have lost touch with each other. His name is Anthony Gray, mm-hmm. and Anthony Gray, myself, Rosadirity, Anthony Gray's cousin. We had a. They had a band. We had a band. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it was morphing between um, the Alpha and Omega, and, and it went to Liz at one point in time. And <laughs> you know, they 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 went they went away. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to do stuff, and I, you know, I, I remained until I went away. But um, mm-hmm. that was the only, that was the only thing at, at around uh, right after school time. You know, I, you know, we used to practice a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had different ideas of what music, you know, could have been at the time. You know, but, mm-hmm. but it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it was all a growing process. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think I would have been the kind of person I am without those that kind of um, grounding, you know. Because mm-hmm. it, it certainly was, um, you know, it was a, you know, it, it was always camaraderie. It was always, you know, um, trying to make, you know, trying to better, trying to listen to music, trying to, to copy. Because, you know, copying, um, copying is a big part of, of the learning process, you know. Yeah. You put, yeah people, in, people, in, people who, who you learn from music, you know, mm-hmm. talk about the, the, the fact that you copy. When I take, you know, when I take lessons, you know, mm-hmm. now, um, you, you know, we always talk about transcription. Transcribing, transcribing is copying. And mm-hmm. when you copy, you literally immerse yourself in a style or in a phrase or in a figure 
mm-hmm. or in a rhythm, uh, it t- until it becomes yours. And but when it when it when when it becomes yours, then then now you could you could mm-hmm. you know you could phrase it and and spit it out in, in many mm-hmm. different ways. But the comping aspect, the transcribing is is, is critically important so that mm-hmm. you you get the information you know specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, you have the infrastructure. You learn how to yeah. to play music effectively. Even, um, I remember reading or hearing about Chick Corea, not hearing, maybe reading an article, or he listened to a, a recording of him saying he used to sit by a speaker copying uh, jazz piano. Uh, it was probably UB, not UB Blake, one of, the other, one of the other old piano players used to listen, sit down and, and just listen to, to, and, uh, to all the, how they play. You mm. know, and, and that, you know, this is part of it, you know. So, that's, so that's... copying music um, with, with Anthony Gray and they was important, you know. We also wrote a lot. They also, mm-hmm. you, know, they, you, know, they, you know, it wasn't, they, you know, strange enough, they, they, you know, they were writing music at that, that early age, you know. You mm-hmm. know, normally in bands like that, they're just copying music and yeah. trying to sound like something else and trying to sound good, but we were actually writing songs, you know, early, yeah. early in the process, which... Which um, which was kind of different, you know. Yeah, you said just now how well mm-hmm. you, you were talking about going away. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's when you went to university. Is that correct? Right. So yeah, tell me about so that, that university that kinda, experience. That 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 kind of happened. So I actually was entrenched in, in the whole kind of scene to some degree in Trinidad. Um, I remember. No, I'm really not good with dates. Eh? So um, I remember <laughs> after school. Yeah, because I think. Anyway, the, I think I kind of just, you know, just do things. Mm. Um, now I'm looking back, it's like, yeah, I need to write down those dates. But after secondary school, um, I played around. And then it started to just kind of morph into doing from one thing to the next. And I've been playing with Carl Addison for a while, for a long mm. while. Then mm. I um, I played with Far Flight for like a, a year. Mm. Um, Were you in Andrew Tanker's band? No, not at that time. Not at that no, time. Okay, that so time. yeah. So Carl Addison, Firefly. Carl Firefly. I mean, a number, I was kind of doing a number of things. I was uh, in ICB down at the time, Rose Rice quite a bit. Mm. And I, I think during that, right, during that time, I think is when I started to get a sense of, of purpose. Uh, so I encountered Toby Tobas mm-hmm. and Clive Zander. I encountered as in, you know, I remember walking up to Toby and Telling him who I was and mm-hmm. asking him, you know, for advice, and he invited me down to his home studio mm-hmm. in Digomart at the time, and we developed a relationship. And out of that um, coming together, he had a, he formed a well, it wasn't a group, well, it was a group. He formed a, a group slash a workshop workshop thing where mm-hmm. so it was Barney Bonaparte, uh, Ovid Alexis, hmm. uh, Toby. Hmm. Uh, serious guy so, so jasmine anyway yeah so so we played my first out my first traveling experience was going to barbados for the barbados jazz festival i think yeah, that was the first time so it was barney myself that was Toby in the 90s then? Nah, that would have been in the 80s the 80s, that would have okay. been in the 80s early mm-hmm. 80s it's one of mm-hmm. the early festivals i remember and mm-hmm. there's actually a, a downbeat review on, on oh. our performance yeah i i, I will probably l- I came across, I came across it. it. I came across it. Mm. And funny, you know, fun, funny thing is that one of the guys who was, one of the guys, there was a, a, a guy who plays in, uh, oh gosh, that island that is half and half. St. Martin. St. Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, ha- he has a group he plays, you know, and I, I think I had post, something I had posted the, the article and he was like, yo, do you remember me? I was like, no, he was like, yo, I was a nagging girl to you all. I was 
from some other group. He said that was his first time also. Mm. So he was kind of joking about that. Is that guitarist? But, no, a piano player. Oh. He's, he's very popular. Mm. I, 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 but anyway, guitarist from St. Martin and Barry too. That's what that's what there's from St. Martin. No, but no, he's, a, he's a popular piano player. Um, so we had us group and the, the, there was a pan player called Winston Theobald. Mm-hmm. And you know we play, he played for a while, and then Sidney Joseph came came on board. I can't remember how or why. I remember I remembered um, vividly um, having an encounter with trumpet player Caribbean American. No, 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 American. Oh gosh, um, Roy Hargrove. Donald, no, Donald Bird. Donald Bird. Donald, Donald Bird came to Trinidad. Mm-hmm. He was at Toby's. Um, I, I can't remember. I remember he was at Toby Place. I remember I dropped him back to the hotel. So we had conversations, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, you know, we, it was called the Kaiso Jazz Workshop. Mm-hmm. You know, we did. Um, we did quite a bit of playing. We went to Toronto. Mm-hmm. We, went to, um, we went to South America. We went to um, Island of Colombia. It's a popular jazz festival. I can't remember. Uh, that's way back when. Uh, so we did. A, we'll know, we find some, it. <laughs> we did some tra- um, some traveling. I should I should have probably you know, gotten the permission before the interview, but mm. um, now that I'm talking, I'm you know. Uh, so we did quite a bit of traveling. We didn't really do any recording. We were about to do any recording, and I think you know Toby got disenchanted to some degree with Trinidad, big time. You know, and, and he and he migrated. Uh, but I was playing with Clive, you know, um, kind of, mm-hmm. and, and you know, I have to say that I owe undoubtedly my. Whatever vision I have now, whatever direction, whatever influences I have now, I owe it, you know, a lot to Clive and Toby. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think when I got into, you know, besides playing the contemporary music and, and just, you know, being a good player, I think, you know, the ability to, I don't know, maybe they, they influenced me in a way where I didn't know I was being influenced. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I remember, um, I spoke about this, you know, and in, in, in something I wrote about Clive on his passing that I remember Clive stood up for me when mm-hmm. I couldn't play Jack, right? Mm. <laughs> and, you know, he, he, he uh, some, uh, somebody was berating me after a song check, this and that and that. And mm. Clive was kind of, you know, normal Clive stood up, he listened, he scratched his beard and he was like, well, yeah, you know, and he was like, yeah, but, but he had to learn and he's, you know, and he gave him a chance. Yeah. You know, and I always, you know, I always remember that experience about, mm. You know, somebody giving somebody else a chance. So yeah, I, Clive, my, I, I had heard I, that I, about Clive and some other young musicians. I'd said the same thing. That yeah, yeah, yeah give them. Know. He said, "Go ahead, try it. Go ahead." Yeah, mm. you know, I I owe you know I owe a lot to him. I, you know, I was telling somebody, somebody I was telling about two days ago that one of the greatest lessons I learned was like Clive saying, um, "What you put in is what you're going to get out." Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, "Whoa!" You know, you know at the time, is like. Talking about, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, what you put in, and you think about it. Whatever you put in, is what you're gonna get out of it. If you don't put in the work, mm-hmm. don't expect to reap many, you know, reap the rewards. Yeah. You know, Correct, so yeah. that's on my, you know, so that was before I went away. Then I was working at a telephone company, TSTT at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a day job yeah. as it was. Yeah, I was working at a, a pretty good day job too. Yeah. Uh, is it, that is the tragedy of being a jazz musician in Trinidad. You have to have a second job because well, at that time, certainly in the 80s, a jazz musician, certainly in the yeah. 80s and 90s, I could understand um, Toby Tobas's frustration because he was yeah. a professional musician working yeah. at Belafonte and he come here and if he ain't working 24 7, he had how you go eat food and, and pay rent. Well, I think so, it, was, it was more social. It was more, it was, it was just, I think it was more attitudinal, you mm. know, the attitude of 
Anyway, that's his personal. That's his thing, yeah. But I, I've heard his story, and I, and I recognize that he he has left, right? But you also yeah. went away to study. I went away. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I bit that bullet, hard bullet to buy because I was recently married, and mm. I got an opportunity to study at Howard. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I tried different spaces, and so I left in left in eighty nine, and spent five years. Yeah, uh, and and that I think that that was. A whole other experience. Um, I, I was already, you know, an, a young adult. You know, I wasn't a typical. Uh, Going twenty-one uh, or something, so yeah, right. nineteen so, or something, right. so, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I think the, the uh, group I had, they had, we had. Um, I did music therapy, and the, and and so there were other mature people in in at the time. So I think that that was another. I mean, I had already traveled. You know, I wasn't green for stuff, but I think. Just um, the information and and the playing, you know, playing with with, with really good players, you know. Mm-hmm. I have to say that I don't talk about it, but you know, you know, I, and I'm not a person to, I'm not a maybe un, rightly or wrongly, I I don't I don't run behind people, but mm-hmm. you know, there were people in my year such as um one of the many people in my year was Mark Batson. Mark Batson's a real famous mm-hmm. writer producer. You know, real cool guy. Um, mm. At the time, Mark was just like a monk. You know, he, he, he could play anything from monk. You know, at the time, he was just like, wow, mm. this guy could play anything. Um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the drummer? Um, male or female? Drum, female, uh, male. Who mm. uh, comes up? Uh, I mean, it's Chris. Chris Dave. That's the drummer's name. Chris Dave. All right. Yeah, Chris mm. Dave was like the guy who... Um, Brought kind of hip hop to, to jazz in, in, in a mm. whole other different way, you know. What I mean? mm. um, he's like, you know, he's like world famous in terms of, you know, one of those kind of guys, you know. Mm. So, um, so yeah, he was he was in he was in school at the time with me. Mm. And he actually he, he probably didn't even have finished at the time because he was always on the road. Mm. You come, you see him at a, a coming coming a class with a, um, a suit bag because mm-hmm. it's like yeah that come from the road or going on the road going and also, yeah too. yeah you know they were in my year group too um, mm-hmm. you know those were you know those were two people who really evolved so so that you know so i think that experience really kind of opened up my you know head to, to another level of mu- music music mm-hmm. there are a couple other names you know who are not as famous but are, are quite you know are quite popular are quite renowned I was gonna say your um the, the Washington DC experience mm-hmm. in Howard, you were playing with jazz musicians out there as part I of your course, with, yeah. as part uh, of recreation. No, well, uh, one I, I did I did a combination of jazz studies and music therapy. Mm. So I played I recorded with the HU um, jazz ensemble for like well for that period of time which was like four albums for. So you have recordings albums. before your your personal yeah. recordings. I played, yeah, I recorded on those four HUE between 90 and 94, 95, 94, what? I think. See, yeah, actually, think- one, one of the, um, uh, they, I did an arrangement of, um, Sentimanite. That was one, mm-hmm. Sentimanite is one of, and one of their HUE recordings. Oh. And, you know, the guys never played Calypso, and he's like, alright.
actually used to play on the radio in Trinidad. Howard, um, how, um, what's his, Howard, uh, Holly Thomas. That, Holly Thomas used to play it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Holly Thomas used to play it, yeah. Yeah. So, I had, uh, so yeah, those were, um, yeah, those were, those, uh, those recorded as well for me. Mm-hmm. At the time, yeah. So, you came back in what year you came back to Trinidad? Back in 95. In 95. I spent a year in, I spent a year in, in New Orleans too, which was another blow mine. Mm-hmm. That was like, I mean, blow miners and there's a whole other, level of uh, music that was music uh, Monday you know mm-hmm. experiencing live music on a Monday was kind of like strange live music in a in a in a, yeah. in a, in a bar in a, in a, in a I, I, know, so like... I, I played around with the guys who I was once one of the guys who I worked with um, which was a, a, I was working as an intern actually mm-hmm. at a psychiatric hospital <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because the yeah, music, music therapy you were doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that was a part of that. But I mean, that, that that music that I always said up to today, you know, mm. if there if there was only place, if there was one place I could settle, I could see myself settling as New Orleans, New Orleans, because yeah. of the close similarity to, to the Caribbean. Very much, ah, uh, you got it right, you know Terry. I mean? and, you got uh, it you know, right. Everything, you know, mm-hmm. the dress, the, the history, dress. the food, yeah. the, the every yeah. the vibe. And the only thing we went in the direction of calypso, they went in the direction of jazz. But everything else is very common. And you're quite correct. I I, I did 1994. I always remember the year, the first Essence Music Festival. I went there and I went for the food. Me and I lied here. But just as you said, every bar was live music. Yeah. And every every and it was different music. There's funk, zydeco, hip hop, pure jazz, straight. And the thing that killed me is these fellas like top flight. I'm hearing these fellas played in Ipsy. These fellas supposed to be recorded. No, there's just a pickup side. So that there's an, there's certainly something to be said about being in an environment where you learn to play music and where you are able to play music often and with people who are your peers or even better than you so that you can get better, right? Now, we kind of understood what happened to Toby Tobas, but you returned to Trinidad. You also told me you had a, you were married, so I'm assuming there was a family situation and I kind of thought you had to come back to it. Was, it was primarily because of the family situation, but it, it, it wasn't without its, its challenges. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't, you know, it, you know I remember... My ancestors telling me directly, mm-hmm. it's like, um, you won't last, you won't stay, you mm-hmm. won't, you won't, I give you six months. Because I think, you know, I, I was immersed in North American mm-hmm. culture, you know what I mean? And, you know, and who knows, you know, you know, those life decisions, you know, it's, you know, you, are, you make it and that's it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I always say, man, if I had stayed, who knows what would have happened if I was in, you know, if I had stayed in, in, New Orleans, we had Katrina. I have, I have, I have a cousin who had to leave New Orleans mm-hmm. because of Katrina. Not, she stayed after Katrina, but just couldn't, it just couldn't, couldn't, it couldn't, couldn't work yeah, out. Couldn't work, yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, all those things, you know, you know, you, you just don't know where your life would, you know, would mm-hmm. but I, 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 it's a decision I made and, mm. and it is what it is. It is what I, it is. I don't have too much regrets, but. Well, Trinidad is better off for it. You, you were back in Trinidad in 95. Right. I know that and you were working session that's musicians. When, um, that's when I met Andre. That, Andre, came yeah. Back, yeah. Yeah, because the other thing is, well, that is critical. The Andre Tanga experience, the contraband, I think was the name of his band. Yes, and, um, but I also know that you're doing a lot of session work with Calypsonians, artists, and as well as recording. Is, tell me, tell me about some of that. Uh, too much. Yeah, the amount of names I see, I read your bio, brother. <laughs> you, well, oh, well, yeah, no, those are live things, not so much, um, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, there was a number of things that I was just 
you know, um, while I was in school, I was in Howard, actually, that um, tour with uh, Pretender and Lion, mm-hmm. that was a, a pretty, uh, you know, it's, it's a, there's, a, there's a comment I made to my, there's a, a statement I make to myself all the time, and I would say to, to today, I am now prepared to play with Lion and Pretender. No, 2022. No. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it is not that I wasn't prepared, and because we did it, it was quite successful. But I think now my, you know, what I can offer to the music, no, I, if I had it then, it would have been so much different. Mm. But um, we did, and it, that, that was a, uh, I think that was a highlight uh, because I think I replaced, I don't know, something happened to it too. It was really a Charlie's Roots thing, and uh, mm. they had split it into two and something and some. So I, I kind of was on that side. Uh, so it was myself, Curtis Reese, his brother Felix, mm-hmm. Winston Matthews played drums. We didn't. We had a um, Hendrix Hendrickson Buko played mm-hmm. also. He's now deceased. I actually I know his son pretty well. Uh, Adrian Philbert sang additional vocals. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, so yeah, pretend that line. I'm gonna tell you something, man. That that was just like, I mean, being in the presence of, of those two guys, hearing the stories. You know, mm-hmm. he was a little younger. You know, what I mean, you know, things were a little more free. You know, what I mean, wasn't was a, a, a whole lot of um, you know constrictions. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I think just being in the presence of uh, those two those two people, especially Lion, well, both Lion and, and Pretender. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a, a a really good sense of and respect for Calypso. You know, yeah. I think I just feel that yeah, maybe people don't really respect Calypso as much as it should, you know, mm-hmm. um, as they should. Um the comment I made two weeks ago um about we have to he's ours and we have to own him is because mm-hmm. I really believe that because when people when you when you step outside there and you open your mouth, mm-hmm. you know, immediately in the no air, but you're not Jamaican or you, you know, you sound different. Mm-hmm. Or you play something you know, okay, well, you're a little different. Well, where are you from? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, and I think knowing yourself is important. You know, mm-hmm. knowing, and knowing your history, you have to know everything, but, you know, having that, that sense of, of, of history and, and, and who you are and based on the people who walk before you, people like Lion and, and Pretender and all those Calypsoans mm-hmm. take relics for yeah. people to, 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 be able to express Calypso and soca music, you know, mm-hmm. as they do now. And I'm just saying, the same way for, for, for the musicians. You know, people like Toby take a lot of legs. Definitely. Like Clive take, Clive. take a lot of legs. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, you know, so many other players. Um, the ones who went to England. Frankie Francis. Woodley and other fellas. Woodley, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They, they took, and, then, and we kind of reaping some of those benefits now. So, you know, some, of the, some, of, some, of, some of the benefits for, of, of their, their labor. So I, I'm always, you know, thinking about that, meaning... That's always, you know, so mm-hmm. that's why I always try to do the best I can so that anybody who comes after me mm-hmm. will, you know, you know, try and, you know, better than I can, you know, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so, so that, that was a highlight. And that, that six week tour was when I was in school because I remember vividly thinking, man, all that money I make straight mm-hmm. back into fees. Boom. One time, not even making <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, well, at least I have this amount covered, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but that, that was, I think when I came back, I, I started to do, um, you know, just Andre and whoever mm. else, and you know, it was just stuff turning over. Yeah, so, that's that's good because um, you, you have this full career where you've had experience before you went to university, 
experience at university experience as it came back when one of the top bands Andre Tank and the Contraband and of course touring with legends like um, Pretender and Lion and I as an observer now or even back when I first met you back in I think it was 2010 or 2009 recognize that one of the things that you were extremely good at was taking our traditional calypso and our folk music and transforming it into the jazz idiom as it was and um, I wanted to speak to me on that right Tell me about what, what inspired you to say, okay, you respect Calypso, but Calypso can be changed. Is it Clive's influence? Is it your maturity? Tell me. I think it's a, a combination of the indoctrination from Clive and Toby. And I think the realization that, well, you know, having an identity, I think having an, an identity is important. Because, you know, no matter how well you try to play an idiom that is not yours, you will always come out, you know, you know, the, the best that you can be is you. The best that you can be is you. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think identifying who you are mm-hmm. and trying to be, trying to be the best in that, in, in, in that, whoever it is, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, you know, I love jazz music, you know, um, I also love taking chances. So I'll kind of mm-hmm. answer the question like that. I love jazz music and I love, mm-hmm. I love my things. Mm-hmm. But what, got like what got you into jazz? What got you into jazz? Um, I have a, a friend, a, a friend of mine, an ex-teacher who played me, um, played me some Steely Dan and some Eric Gale early on, and I think mm. it was just like, okay, you know, you know, that song and good, that, yeah, that, that, you know, that 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 seemed to be, and I think the Kaiso Jazz Workshop, mm. um, the Toby, you know, they offered me a, a a place to start trying to express that like, again. Thanks mm-hmm. to Toby uh, and Clive in particular, you know, for the mm-hmm. harmonic approach and and Luther Francois. Yeah. You know, Luther Francois, you know, was in and out at the time. Uh, you know, Saint Lucian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, not very many words he would say, but he, you know, whatever he said, that I go on at yourself, what do you what do you really mean by that? <laughs> I, I remember Luther telling me um, one time, and I, I, again, this thing stick in my head. Mm. Just play. Just yeah. play. What? Just play. I'm asking you, what what you what to do you tell me? Just play. Now I understand what he means. The mm. more you play. It's the more you you get comfortable with yourself, and the more you want to learn and and, mm-hmm. and seek information and transcribe and listen and transcribe and listen. So you can only do that through playing. The wisdom of Caribbean jazz musicians: Luther Franz, uh, Toby Tobas, Clive Zander. Um, so yeah. with, uh, aside <laughs> from Luther and these fellas, Anis Hadi, the Bootmans, um, Raf Robinson, you had a number of influences that guided you on your way, right? And I had suggested that there's a whole generation of musicians that came after them who started to record. And you are one of those, you are, you are in, a, in a category with, with Ming and, and Clifford Charles and Sean Thomas. But your first record was in 2003. Tell me about that album, if you don't mind. Right. The surgeon was uh, uh, as a result of my sister being diagnosed with cancer. Hmm. And she eventually passed away. And so during that time, I was writing 17. music and kind of in, in anticipation of a passing and also as a, a means of, I guess, therapy for me or, you know, you know coming into my own.
I really can't tell you, but I, all I know is that I started to write, I started to play, and Sean got pulled in, mm-hmm. Ming got pulled in. I, I really can't tell you how, but I remember we recorded it, some of it at Ming's brother's place in Lower Carnage. Mm-hmm. I think he had a, uh, it wasn't a studio, he had a space there and we recorded quite a bit of the live stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just, we were just, we were just recording, like making music and mm. trying to, trying to put out stuff, trying, to, you know, and a lot of it was, um, you know, was things that I wanted to do, things that I, I heard in my head. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, people still comment about about some of those things now. I, I remember one of the things that uh, from that first album, aside from the title track, the Sojourner, if it was, was Sojourn was Endless Vibrations, that shorty ah, right, song. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Totally forgot that. Yeah, with yeah, um, the way that you transform that Uli Soka into what is I consider your way, something that you have done in subsequent albums, taken as I said, Soka and traditional calypso and folk music, right? Well, I think it's a, a, yeah, I think it's, it's just here any nuance of uh, nuances of the acoustic guitar. Mm. Um, I have a love for the for the nylon string guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was learning classical repertoire, which I still do, mm-hmm. you know, practice and, and play to some mm-hmm. degree now. And you know, I think it's trying to trying to find yourself within all of that, trying to hear hear things that I, I am just that kind of person. I hear things mm-hmm. outside of the box most of the time. I've been told I'm an extremely dangerous person by someone, somebody who mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's like, dangerous. It was like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> you must take all the chances. You're real dangerous. You taking chances that. You know, yeah, I take a chance. I mean, most of what you can do, the most thing you can do is like, okay, it don't work out, but it, it mm. ain't gonna be anything harm, exactly. you know, harmful to you, right? Mm. But I do tend to take chances. I, I was hearing, um, I hear melody a lot, you know, so I tend to try to infuse melody and to take it out of the, the normal context, you know, of Calypso and, uh, mm-hmm. because our Calypsonians, you know, i.e. Kachina, Sparrow, Shorty too, you know, mm. you know, right, you know, right, really roots 
mm-hmm. you know, really, you know, fantastic melodies. An example of that, I'm just going to tag, you know, it's all dealing with Trinidad and recording, mm-hmm. is Roger Henry. If you mm-hmm. had gone to that concert about a month ago where the National Symphony, Symphony Orchestra, Orchestra. Mm-hmm. right, played Calypso, you mm-hmm. sit down there and you listen to, to, to that music played in that context and tell mm-hmm. me, it's like, hold on, that is yours, that is yours, that, that is, is yours. ours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm always looking to, yeah, so the uh, endless vibrations, yeah, it was just yeah. hearing it in that context, you know. As, as I said, I, I think um, you, you use the phrase just now, out of trying, the box. Trying something, yeah. Trying, yeah you trying. use the phrase out of the box, and there was something that it was in a, actually may have been on your website, and I'm going to quote it here. Uh, Refuting limitations of location and resources, Theron optimistically considers himself an out-of-the-box thinker in his quest to create different ways to express his Caribbean, African ancestry. As I said, it's a beautiful quote, by the way. Um, as I said, I have been always impressed how you take our local repertoire, as I said, traditional Calypso. Um, and you've done it over the other albums. As I said, 2003 was a Sojourn. 2008 was Right Here, Right Now. 2014 was Gumbo Carib, and that was a unique album because that explored wider Caribbean rhythms and spaces. But certainly, um, mangoes, mango ve mango rose.
these are recordings which are, these are songs that are old folk songs and you've taken them and transformed them. Of course, utilizing the um, acoustic guitar and endless vibrations, Lorraine, No Money, No Love, and a song that I think is probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard you play, no disrespect, is um, Smokey Joe. We had Valentino right, so, singing and right, that was on the so, Gumbo Curry album. Beautiful, right, beautiful, so, beautiful. So all those things, and if you, if you, all those things have a, a thread, mm-hmm. and the thread always goes back to, to the people who initiated me and, 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 and the thing is, between mm-hmm. Clive and Toby, in mm-hmm. terms of having a, a sense of, you know, striving for excellence in all that mm-hmm. you do, but also a sense of, of being who you are. And, you know, in the, in, in terms of improvisation, you, you know, we, you know, we continue to, to listen and learn from the great improvisations of not improvisers of the jazz tradition, but mm-hmm. also recognizing that we have a tradition also, which is Calypso, mm-hmm. and and trying to find it's all from the same source, just you know different. It, it just got placed in different locations. One in North America, mm-hmm. some people in Brazil, mm-hmm. some people are in the Caribbean, some people in 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 certain parts of Central America. They're all the same. So we just drop off like mm. seeds from a tree, you know. Um, the other day, somebody was saying a tree in, in the front yard, and oh, my wife said, "Oh yeah, a bird must come and drop something." And the tree is yeah. a huge tree now. Yeah, that's what and I'm, I'm just saying. That's that's the music. Right? Yeah, that's the correct. Um, so, yeah. so 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 um, yeah. So I I I don't see limitations. You know, I and, and I just fact, see expression. I like I like that you don't see limitations. As I said, this out of the box, and you're not yeah. and you're not fearful. And talking about that, of course, your, your last album, 2014, Gumbo Carib, yeah. I know you worked with Ron Reed out in Boston yeah. and some Boston musicians, but you were able to, to nuance different rhythms. I know you had a Tobago jig because I was talking to John Arnold, who told me right, Charlotteville right, right, jig. Yeah. Right. Um, right. You had the Cadence and right. another French, another French Caribbean rhythm. You'll, you'll help me out with that. Right. And you also included Thanks, a yeah. Brazilian rhythm. Partido Alto, I think that's what they call it. Yeah, Partido Alto, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so, so basically, I just wanted to stick up in and, mm. and say that the, 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 I'm always trying to find ways to, to herald the people who were influential to me, like Andre Tanka. I mm. mean, I know at the time I, you know, I was just playing with Andre only when he passed and years after I realized, you know, how much he, he basically, what I've left in my space. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always looking for ways to um, to express his music, you know, um, and take it, you know, try and do it differently. Smokey Joe's was one mm-hmm. of the examples. Um, it was the only song that Valentino sings that he didn't write, that he has not written. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a beautiful that, song. That, yeah. yeah, that was one of the things. Mm-hmm. And again, in speaking about the Calypso history and about the mass history, it is, it is such a great example. And that's why I wrote that. About, that's why I play that on the record. Smokey Joe play a big time mouse. Purple velvet and shining brass. Right through tongue on a golden throne. King of the road in a world of his own. He worked hard night and day as the weeks went past Pounding and beating of metal for a fancy mass He had no jobs, but he used to bet Omelan on the horses Cause dog work was hard to get 
But his luck went bad He was in debt mm. Poor Smokey couldn't buy his cigarette Expensive cloth he had to get on trust Because playing master him was a definite must Smokey Joe play a big time must Purple velvet and shining brass You ride through town on a golden throne King of the road in a world of his own Oh yes, he ride through town on a cardboard troll Quite sure the first price was his own I am the king, he thought, as he mounted the stage. They will all see my picture on tomorrow's front page. But though Smokey Joe really thought he was best, the judges thought different, they were not impressed. So they scratched out his name with the stroke of a pen. Just like that, poor Smokey Joe, he had lost again. But the judges call him back, they give him a nice gold bear, a little silver cup, and he left for Independence Square. Yes, he did. Smokey Joe play a big time man. Purple velvet and shining brass. He ride through town on a golden throne. King of the road in a world of his own. He worked hard night and day as the weeks went past. Pounding and beating of metal for a fancy mass. He had no jobs, but he used to bet Omelan on the horses, cause dock work was hard to get. But his luck went bad, he was in debt. Poor Smokey couldn't buy a cigarette. Expensive cloth he had to get on trust. Because playing master him was a definite must. Smokey Joe play a big time must. Purple velvet and shining brass. He ride through town on a golden throne. King of the road in a world of his own. Smokey Joe coming down Smokey Joe coming down Smokey Joe coming down Smokey Joe coming down 
about the other things. Um, those things came about because of the context of the record. I, I was back and forth, you know, to Boston a couple, about two or three times to do the recordings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things happened in the session where, okay, you know, things evolve in a particular way. And I try not to, if it is moving in a particular way, I try to move with it as opposed to try to lock it into something that I have in my head. Because I always believe that, you know, sometimes you go in to do something. Like, for example, we went into the studio, all set, all ready, all rehearsed mm-hmm. with an electric piano. When you got to the studio, oops, mm-hmm. the electric piano is not there. Okay, so what do we do? <laughs> Time is running, there's an acoustic mm-hmm. piano. And you know what? It worked out way better than I thought. Mm-hmm. I, it worked out way better than the electric piano. Yeah, the electric improv- piano was great. Improvising but on like, this I was like, oh my word. Uh-huh. So I'm just saying, going with that flow. So, so the Brazilian songs, um, mm-hmm. you know, came like that. I was really trying to express more music from the French Caribbean islands, which mm-hmm. um, I've had, you know, through my association with Andy. And I also did a record with a couple of... Andy Norell? Yeah, we have mm. pretty good relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I recognize <laughs> yeah, that, but yeah, just want to let yeah, people know yeah, which Andy yeah, you're talking about. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I went to France um, some time ago and I did a record with... I, I was on a record with a famous um, French singer. Philippe Laval? Uh, Philippe Laval, yeah. Calypso? You know, as, yeah, and it's like, you know, you don't realize, okay... Yeah, we just did that uh, over about a week, a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I'm always influenced by, not in, I'm always intrigued by the fact that the French Caribbean islands are so close, mm-hmm. but so far. We have, it is, it, is, it is so cut off in terms of music, in terms of culture, to some degree than, than the English, to the You're English. Quite correct. But, but we are just like the same distance as from here to St. Lucia, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so I'm always intrigued that, you know, it is so different, uh, it's so separate. And, I, 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 I just dis- have that. I discovered that I, I, I'm a fan as well. <laughs> of course, you know, I'm a fan of the music, right? Mm. But, um, but um, the, the French Caribbean is that song that I've always loved, but couldn't get the musicians to, to perform on jazz artists on the greens and that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, in 2020, when COVID came, we actually had a band, um, Ali Bo, Michel Ali Bo. Um, yeah, well, they ain't getting better than that, really. <laughs> they mean, had a band. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm, sure yeah. I'm sure there is, but there's a whole lot of... There's a whole lot. Of there's a whole lot. You're quite correct. And, and the, the thing... Michel Ali Bo, yeah, great yeah. Yeah. They, uh, um, And Tony um, Chasseur. Yeah, Tony yeah, One of the things yeah. is... You're quite correct. I mean, our governments are different, so the French governments never really oh, met yeah. with the English government. So although you're literally, as you said, a hop, skip, and a jump from Martinique, Literally, yeah. Right? It's, it's like a whole different world. It's basically, could go to Paris. Is that that is how right. distant they are yeah. to us? But they have the same source of inspiration: the African mm. rhythm in, with their whatever colonial powers, it's Spanish or the French, and they created their own rhythms, kind of thing. So. I hear what you're saying. As you mentioned this, and you said you had some, you worked with Andy Narelle and you've done some work in, in France. What about collaborations? And of course, Luther Francois out of St. Lucia. I know collaborations are a big thing among jazz musicians. How has that worked out for you in your career in terms of um, musicians outside of Trinidad? I guess the only like real collaboration was in the Gabbakari, where um, Ron was the only other Trinidadian. 
Mm. And I, th- that was kind of deliberate. I wanted music to be expressed differently. Mm-hmm. Um, Harvey Woods, um, he's from Suriname, but, you know, lives out in, in the U.S. Um, he was yet a um, Caribbean person. Everybody else was, the, the piano player was Korean, you know, fantastic player. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's out in Sydney, I believe now, Sydney, Australia. Um, that was it. The, the percussionist was Central American. Just mm-hmm. a session guy, you know, we pulled in. But the core was, you know, um, Ron, Harvey, myself, Ron. Harvey mm-hmm. and, the, and the piano player, who mm-hmm. you know, was quite young at the time. Mina, Mina, mm-hmm. Mina, you, I believe. Fantastic player. But again, trying to find different ways, trying to find, trying to find a different, different ways of expressing mm-hmm. our stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. Um, I'd be talking. The thing is, as, as I said, it's one of the things I had a conversation just recently with Clifford Charles, right? Mm-hmm. A guitarist from Trinidad, smooth jazz. Yeah, but um, the the bigger issue for me has always been about the idea of our musicians collaborating and touring, right? Now, admittedly. We it, getting a work permit to the states or to Europe is is like hard work kind of stuff, but playing among it's the quite, islands it's also quite it's quite expensive. It's quite expensive, but <laughs> playing among the islands, of course, Saint Lucia, the jazz the jazz festival came back, and they're gonna be reformatting back to the kind of good old days as it was mm-hmm. of the, for the jazz festival in 2023. But um, I am basically trying hell hard to get some of our musicians to go there and work as a group, as as a as a an act as it was because. Mm-hmm. That those two years of COVID have kind of left us kind of high and dry. Not that you all weren't practicing or rehearsing, but that idea of of collaboration it, it kind of left us dry. And I don't know if we were regressing because one of the things that I do note is your last album was in twenty fourteen. As, mm-hmm. as I said, I spoke to Clifford not too long ago. His last album was also in twenty fourteen. Uh, Ming's last album was twenty thirteen or twenty yeah twenty thirteen. So there's this gap before COVID where people stopped recording, right? And I, I, Etienne Charles, I think last album was 2016. There's a, there's a large yeah, gap. Etienne, and I, uh, Etienne, uh, Etienne more than that. Etienne is an interesting story because Etienne mm-hmm. played on two of the, two of my records, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, I, we always doing gigs, you know, mm-hmm. more so in Trinidad, you know. Down outside. Uh, yeah, meaning that he would invite me to do stuff for mm-hmm. artists and, and, and so we were, we were, we As I said at the top of the show, the most in-demand guitar so, player. I don't hear running for that from that. No, floor. no, 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 no. <laughs> it, and, and those times it was more social events, mm. you know. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, more like you know when he was back and forth in, in Trinidad, you know, and that's how he played on the two, mm-hmm. the two records, you know. Yeah, but I, I, I'm just wondering. I mean, how difficult is it now that you're in this part of your career? To collaborate, or just to reach out and work. Well, I'm I'm doing. Um, I think the COVID experience um, has been positive and negative. Positive, as in it, it really it really afforded us ways of looking at things that we we didn't really take seriously, like Zoom, like mm-hmm. doing distance record. I call it distance recording. You record and send in, mm-hmm. and, and put files, somebody put, yeah. it, put it put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. You know, it wasn't the, the most acceptable, accepted practice then, but mm-hmm. it, it has come a long way where, you know, things could happen and things good could happen out, 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 out you know, with that scenario. Um, so I'm working on a project right now. Yeah. That, that involves that, you know. Do you have a new album in the, in the, in the works? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kinda, I see. I'm putting together, you know, like a puzzle. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like a puzzle. And, you know, you have, a, you have a release date planned or it's just know, when it happens, it happens. Plans. Yeah. We, we, I, I think, 
the idea is to, to do it incrementally. Because what I was going to say about COVID is that COVID has flipped everything upside down. Um, if it wasn't flipped upside down before, it certainly is now. So, you know, yeah, you know, people in, in, people who play improvised music or, or jazz music, you know, ask yourself, well, how, how are you going to really make this money? How, you know, how are you going to make back the money you put out? Can you make back the money you put out and record it? Mm-hmm. And you know they talk about streaming. Streaming to really bring in micro revenue, sense re- 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 revenue for for maybe for for pop. You know for yeah. high level for big stars, high, Bruno Mars. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. But for the regular for the regular touring musician, you know, you mm-hmm. really have to go there and play. So it's trying to find that, trying to find, trying to figure out how you're really going to do this thing. Trying to find different avenues. So yes, I'm recording. Um, yet to figure out, you know, how it's going to, to pan out, but, um, I have to record, uh, things mm-hmm. are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been doing things all, you know, all during COVID, all before COVID. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of putting together things that I've been doing, you know, arrangements I've been, that I have already done and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to redo them. Mm. Yeah, so you know. So you you are well. You just said you are I recording. Reco- I, I am recording. Yes. Yeah, because mm. that is as that, I said, and, and some of it is virtual. Some of it is 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 live in Trinidad. You know. Oh, so, okay. Because yeah. as I said, uh, you're not the first musician, and beyond Clifford, there's an, a couple other musicians who said, well, after COVID, they knew they had to go and record, but they never knew when the next when that next record will come out. So probably 2023 or probably 2024. But they, they're working slowly but surely. I kind of almost like to rebuild the inspiration as it was. And it's, it's difficult. And COVID really dealt a serious blow to the Caribbean and Caribbean jazz musicians and things. But so, yeah. let me ask you a question, Terry. Uh-huh. Are you a school teacher? Uh, used to be. Used to be. Yeah. I, I think, um, if, if I understand it, you, you taught at University yeah. of Trinidad and Tobago at one point. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah. So. But yes, I forget I, your career, but no, 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 I didn't forget. Good. No, 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 no. When I asked if I'm a school teacher, I taught at secondary school. Yeah, and while yeah. teaching at secondary school, I did teach at UTT. Mm. I did a dual stint at Costat, mm-hmm. and I am presently in a stint at uh, UE. At UE, uh, okay, yeah, just you know, in and out, in and out, and then well, no, the, the reality, the reality, no, the reality is teaching during COVID. Is one thing, you know, and having to say, well, having to face reality up, okay, going back to real life, going back <laughs> to traffic jam. It's oh. like, uh, I'm not sure, yeah. fairly, you know, because, you know, mm. that it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a plus and minus, you know, I have students mm. in St. Lucia who now have to consider traveling to Trinidad. I mean, that, and that's wow. like a real, that's, that's not cool at all. Yeah, $600 I mean, US. A, <laughs> no, as opposed to, no, but traveling, Room on board, mm-hmm. university fees, as opposed to staying in Lucia and doing classes. And doing so, the classes, yeah. Yeah, it's you know, it's a, it's a, it's a toss up. But for me, yeah. So, so yes, I taught at UE. Mm-hmm. I taught at UTT. Sorry, UTT. Mm-hmm. Of course, that yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, you, yeah. At this point in your career, this point in your life, I should say, um, what what is the future for Terry Shaw? Trinidad, or you just plan to do the out of the box thing and say, "I'm going to go to France." Link up with somebody that I met, and let's just play African Caribbean music. I don't know. I'm recording right now, taking each day, like you know, one day I, at a time. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think. But the things that I'm doing now, hopefully, things that I'm in process now, I hopefully I can be able to go out more, go out of mm-hmm. Trinidad more, because 
um, I think that's critically important for me mm-hmm. um, to do things out of Trinidad. Um, everything is so, you know, the, you know, you, it, it is a challenge to do, as you know, as a promoter, mm-hmm. it is a challenge to do most things. Big time. You know, m- 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 and most of the times it's just pure, I have to do it, mm-hmm. and I don't care what it is, but it <laughs> has to be done. Yeah. Other than that, you know, you'll just kind of, you know, it, it turn bec- over the page, you know, but um, it is challenging in it, all on all fronts. Yeah, it is, dif- know, so. it is difficult. And I, I don't want to take everybody down a kind of sad Pumi One road, <laughs> but I, there is potential because our region has inspiration, right? And people like you who, as I said, think outside of the box can create a whole body of music utilizing what has come before and transforming it, right? This is some of the things that we really do. We transform the music, right? But the business of music, which is a whole other operation beyond creativity, is that the Caribbean just economies of scale just doesn't make sense to have a career here, right? So you have to go outside. We have to make a record. You have to find ways. You have to find ways of... Of, yeah. of having a, a second job or yeah, all them kind of things so yeah, but yeah. They, or, or, or finding ways of of doing other things while you mm-hmm. do, you know. many years ago i was reading Schofield pilgrim had this idea because of the european jazz festivals and he was kind of on this international jazz body he wanted to have a kind of caribbean jazz festival within a festival so like they'll put aside a day or half a day mm-hmm. for caribbean musicians just put together four or five musicians in a three-hour block or something so and that's it, and call that a Caribbean Jazz Festival. It's something that I've seen in one of these, I think it may have been in France proper. Some of the French Caribbean artists had a little mini event. It's in that, right? And I've always looked at that as a potential area for musicians such as yourself for creating original music as well as transforming our traditional music to have a space, right? Because I know you lived in New Orleans for a little bit, and I admit it, New Orleans is a beautiful place to live, but it's kind of hard. The American oh, yeah. scene is very diff- difficult. Oh, yeah. you, you've been to New Orleans Jazz Fest, I'm assuming. That's No, I have never been to New Orleans Jazz Fest. I have, mm. no, I have. I always plan to go, but you realize New Orleans Jazz Fest is always Tobago Jazz, right? And I'm literally yeah, sometimes it's, always it's, working with yeah, Tobago Jazz, that. too. Yeah. So, so it's just... It's like trying to figure, okay, which one do you do? Which one do you go to? Which one Who do you pays you know, the bills? Do you give up, <laughs> you give up a gig to, to uh-huh. you know what I mean? Um, but I have no, I have never, I, I actually go to pretty often to the one in New and Newport. Newport when Jazz. I go to, yeah, now and I go to Newport all the time. You know, I haven't oh. been much through COVID, but mm-hmm. and I'm not going, I'm not going to be going this year because I have some commitments in Trinidad. But. What about Caribbean festivals? You, you did Barbados many years ago. I knew you do Tobago Jazz. Yeah, St. Lucia, you've done St. Lucia? I did St. Lucia with Andre. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever yeah. did Jamaica Jazz and Blues? Even nope. back in the day? Because I know they come back and then, but they're kind of focusing on reggae and pop and that kind of stuff. But yeah. there's this kind of hope among Caribbean Jazz Festival promoters to have, to come to come together a little more than what we've been doing. In Trinidad, as you know, there were about four or five major outdoor festivals. And if you're lucky, you could play all. Four or five? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, trust me. Jazz, jazz artists on the greens. I am jazz, jazz under the stars, Tobago jazz, I North Coast jazz. jazz. Yeah, that's where I'm Cam, Kevin Lafleur. He has it up in Cipriani College, right? He yeah, had a tour okay. there. He had uh, Mike Phillips there also. All right, that's true. Right. So, as I said, we ha- we have these outdoor events. Of course, are many indoor events, but it's it's kind of crushing to hear yeah. the, the, what you're saying because. Your creativity sure. almost is being stifled if you do have an outlet for it, which 
I, I don't know if you're not recording and putting up music and you're not having the gigs. I don't know. Are you happy with what you're getting gig-wise? I kind of... I have a different... Uh, Tell me. I think differently to some degree. You know, I think when I got into music, mm. it was because I like I liked it. Mm-hmm. I hear what I'm saying about the business part of it. Mm-hmm. And I try to do what I like as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I might not get the res- all the results that I want mm-hmm. at the time, but... You know, I still try to do what I like as much as I can. And, you know, it doesn't mean that I have to be playing every night. I would love to. I love to be playing with people who challenge me every, every night. But if that can happen, what do you do? You try to find other ways of, mm. of boosting your creativity, of boosting your, 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 um, your energy. Mm. So, um, so, I mean, I, I try to make the best out of, I, I try to make the best out of every situation. Um, you know, Again, the logistics of, of just jumping on a, a aircraft and, and going to another another jurisdiction and setting up trying to do things, those things, you know, need planning and mm. and, and, and where the world where the world is now in terms of, of just um, rules and regulations is a little bit is not as free as before. It it, yeah. it could be free, but in some ways it could be, you know, it could be, you know, a, a little bit challenging, you know. Um and then again, depending on your mindset, say, well, who gives a damn? And you're going to do what you have to do, you know. Mm. So the, you know, the, it's just, I think it's just more mindset than anything else. More mm. mindset, you know, what, you know, what's happening up there. Yeah. yeah All right. In terms of your, um, let me just something I just thought about in oh. terms of your composing. I have your three albums here. I see. But, um, I was checking out your, what you've done in terms of is almost, I wouldn't say half, half composition and covers. But is is composition your thing now going forward, or you you still like the idea of in reinterpreting our traditional music? I'm reinterpreting. That's I, what I, you feel. I, I'm 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 writing all the time, but mm. um, thinking out of the box and reinterpreting things. That is your uh, my, my, my yeah. But I must say that's what I like to do. I, I and the reason why I I believe so is because when you know, and it happens all the time. When you hear a version of something that you know, mm-hmm. it's like, wow. Or somebody said, somebody might hear a version, somebody might hear something, it's like, wow, that's interesting. What mm-hmm. is that? Oh, really? Oh, that's by so-and-so-and-so? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an arrangement of, so let me hear what the original song like. And that's what, that's my thing. You hear mm-hmm. something different, and then you go back and you hear what the original the original ones and, and 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 then you 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 kind of your, your information base grows um for example um many many years ago i i read in a i, I had a record at one time where manhattan transferred to the cover of dead or alive dead or hold alive. On. yes mm-hmm. i have the record like, hold on it's like mm-hmm. hold on dead or alive how the hell did they come how the out of all the tunes mighty sparrow who, right mm-hmm. how did they and i'm just saying that is the kind of my attitude is Play, try it in different things. I have an mm. arrangement. I have an arrangement of, I'm just saying, putting the cat mm. out of the box. Calypso with an oboe. Uh, mm. uh, there's an oboe player who is seeking uh, funding to go to, to England. Mm-hmm. And I was asked to, you know, play, you know, do some calypso. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, interesting. Mm. Oboe, guitar, and, and, and pan. That's like, interesting. Okay, let's try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it in the traditional. It's mm-hmm. calypso, no mm-hmm. percussion, but it's trying to create uh, a nuance of something that 
maybe hasn't been done before, but you want to try try it in a different way, you know. And mm. So I I get a kick out of doing that. So I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, that's reinterpreting is your thing. I, yeah, yeah. I probably write. I'm probably writing all the time, but you know, I tend to you know I tend to write under force. Oh yeah, I write something. <laughs> okay, I write it. Yeah, gotcha. Kind of As like that. As we're talking about reinterpreting, of course, one of the things that trend audience do know is you're like the kingpin. I, I would suggest that because that's when kingpin. I first met you. Listen to what I'm saying. Work with me. <laughs> when I first met you, I was putting on a show called Songbirds Live and Vonnet Bigfoot ah, was the right, performer. And, and I knew that you and Vonnet had worked together. So it was yourself, Madupe Onilu, and Dougie Red on. Right, right. Um, yeah, Dougie and Bassy. And it was a trio because I insisted he must have a trio performing, right? And I've heard you do a solo guitar. I'm just a, a company. Um, Vonnet and Vonnet now has a kind of trademark of taking our original island pop or calypso and converting into the vocal jazz. And I know that you're part of the arranging team, if not the main arranger of a number of her songs, yeah. right? Shares, but you know, mingles, mingles quite a bit. Quite, but certainly some of the songs we know that you have done this, right? So yeah. it kind of carries on that kind of tradition that you started with your first album with, with the Sojourn and even prior to that when you woke in the H um, Howard University band but oh true yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. I, I think I, I think what happened I mean if you have to be honest be honest is that you know, meaning that um, things will remain static right and yeah. we're all trying to I think with that team that is there now we're all trying to do better that, I mean at the end of the day we're trying to make the stuff better mm-hmm. you know trying to make your space better trying to make um, what you do better so that somebody coming after you could could fall into that and make it even better. And I think by that we, we're just trying to 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 extract some of the nuances that we have that is ours and make us zone into to some of the aspects of it even more than just partying. Somebody made a remark to me the other day, oh you know we don't listen to them thing and all we do is dance. Yeah I understand that. But if you mm-hmm. if you come out of a dancing situation and listen to the words, you realize that mm. is so heavy. And these Calypsonians mm. write this stuff day in, day out. Mm-hmm. I must mention um, Chris and Joseph because yes, I, I, in a sense where my teacher in UTT, we, we used to do this. Um, he, he's really his thing, really. I'd fall mm. in and play Calypsos. Mm-hmm. And now it's, now it's become a, a thing. And we yeah. always talk about it. He, he, he will always say, Terry, you remember the first time you did that? Yeah. There were like four people in the audience. Four he people. sells all that thing. I ain't going to lie to Right. In defense but you know of Calypso. It, yes. But it, as it is really in defense of Calypso. And I have mm-hmm. learned so much of Calypso from him. Mm-hmm. And actually, honestly, I, I have, to me, I, I obviously there was Calypso played in my house. Mm. Because a lot of the things... It's like, I know that. I hear that already. It's not like, okay, I never heard that before. Mm-hmm. I must say about the situation with Vonnet is that it's a growing, it's, we, we're always trying to, you know, hey, let's try this. What about this song? Yeah, we ain't going to do it. So, we gonna, uh, mm-hmm. okay, I'll go and try and figure out a, a way of reinterpreting it. Why? Because it has been done so already. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do it, let's try and do it different. Let's try and get something else out of it. So, we're always trying to, and it's not, it is nothing new, you know, because people have always sung Calypso out mm-hmm. of the original context, you know. Yeah. This guy, uh, Bruce Players from, from down Carolina side, you know, he has played, um, Michael Bookman played with him actually, played bass with him. I try to remember, I can't remember. Oh, um, Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal, right. So I'm just saying, so mm-hmm. the, and Calypso was really big in, in the mm-hmm. jazz scene for yes. a period of time, you know, in and, the 50s, and, very, and yeah. very well respected too. 
Yes. Very, very respected. Before so rock and roll, that was it. Yeah. So it is nothing new. It's just, you know, mm. as I said, there's a mutual admiration for things that we have that are ours. You know, we always try to, to give it its full mm. respect. Not in the traditional way with maybe an iron section or a rhythm section, but mm-hmm. trying to, to extract the words, you know, the lyric and, uh, and Calypsonians. You know, there's a thing that Chris always said, you know, always says, which is true, it's like, there's a calypso for every story, you know. Everything mm-hmm. you can think about, it have a calypso. A calypso for that. It, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, listen to the words. I mean, it is not always something topical. It's, you know, it's, it's something worldwide. I had the opportunity to, to work for about a, a two years with Sparrow, you know, just mm-hmm. playing up the islands, mm-hmm. um, French, uh, Martinique, mm-hmm. Guadeloupe some parts in the States and, you know, just being around Sparrow, you realize, hey man, this guy knows a lot of stuff. Yeah. He is well read. He's mm-hmm. well informed. Besides being a good singer, he is very well informed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So That's why he's I a mean, so king of the world. Right? <laughs> you know, so, um, so I'm just saying, you know, that, that, that's a great experience with Vonnet, you know, mm-hmm. and again, is, is being able to, um, to play differently. Mm-hmm. To play with a singer who could understand, yeah, I ain't gonna be playing C mm-hmm. or F sharp, but I'm gonna play something yeah. different. It's like, okay, go with them. Okay, that's where we are. Fine. Let's minor, go. Seven, flat right. You know, so, you. so it, it is that kind of, um, you know, and it's, it, it's a great thing actually to, mm. to have a singer, you know, um, I, I have to, I have to mention people that I've been before, like, uh, Patty Rogers. I did quite a lot of work with Patty. Patty. Quite a lot of duo playing with Patty way mm-hmm. back in the day. We play all kind of locations, Hilton, mm-hmm. place that making plenty of noise, place that they have mm-hmm. nobody. You know, we did so many gigs, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was just like a like a, a bigger sister, you know. Really beautiful, real beautiful soul. Time has gone, and we yeah, could talk for place. whole night. But you know how this podcast thing is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you very much for our conversation, and uh, I hope we could talk again. I know we will talk again. <laughs> and um, out of the box thinker, Kaiso Jazz, the next generation, he's a man who does it all. And as far as I'm concerned, the one of the best guitarists in Trinidad and Tobago, if not the Caribbean. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Nigel Campbell. He was Terry Shaw. Good evening. Thank Bye. You. Good evening. Bye. Island Jazz Chat has been a production of Jazz in the Islands magazine, powered by iRadio.tt.